Hello, you guys. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. If you're new here, I'm Anastasia. I'm 25 years old. I'm a wellness junkie. And in this podcast, we talk all about wellness, health, beauty, fashion, relationships, sex, everything. Nothing is off limits. I think the secret to starting something that is going to be successful is just doing what you would like to hear, what you would like to see. So that is what I'm doing with this podcast. It is now the end of the weekend. I usually never record on a Sunday, but right now I decided to record on a Sunday morning. My Sunday mornings are reserved for absolutely nothing. Like I don't like to do anything. I do not like to leave my bed. It's the one day of the week where I will order coffee and I just have my coffee in bed and I drink it slowly, scrolling on Pinterest and watching YouTube videos, living my best goddamn life. You need to take a break. If you're on all the time, if your mornings are super productive and you wake up at six in the morning, you just need one day. Personally, that's what I think. That's what works for me. I need a day to just reset, to just do absolutely nothing. This is my day of absolutely nothing. I smoked yesterday. I had the best sleep of my life. I actually don't think I've ever spoken about this, but I do like to smoke before I go to bed. Not cigarettes, of course, but it's just something that really calms me. I mean, I have phases where I love it and I smoke it at night because I can't function if I smoke during the day. And then I have other times where I really don't like it and I try to not do it as often, but it's like a weekend treat, you know? You just like smoke a little, you scroll on TikTok and it feels amazing. And then you just have the best sleep of your life. You wake up refreshed. I'm not a big drinker. So this is like, this is kind of like my only vice, something that I really like that is a little bit innocuous in my eyes. But of course, like anything, you need to do it in moderation. Everything is better in moderation. And like if you save stuff for like special occasions here and there, then it just becomes better. You just like enjoy it better. My dad always says this quote that is always on my mind for some reason, but it's music without a pause is just noise. And that applies in everything in life. Like good things, bad things, even relationships. Like weird. when you're together 24-7, like that's not that healthy. You need that sort of like like a break where you spend time doing your own thing and then you come back together because music without any breaks is just noise. I'm not sure if he came up with that, but I like to think that he did. Whenever I have an issue and I speak about it with my dad, he always comes up with these like quotes and phrases that I've never heard before and they're kind of cool. He has like metaphors for every single thing in his life. My dad reads a lot. He loves to read. I think he must read like literally 30 books a month or something. I totally made that up. I don't even know if that's possible, like a book a day, but he's always holding a book or reading. It's crazy to think how like parents really don't have the answer to most things, but as a kid, you idolize them and you really think of them as superhuman and that anything you have an issue with, they will know what to do. So I do feel like part of growing up is realizing that they're just human. They're doing the best they can do. My mom was like three years older than me when she had my younger sister. I cannot imagine myself being a mom in three years. Like I am a baby. I feel like a baby. And I do feel like there's this like pressure to have a baby after you get married. Now that I'm married, people ask me all the time, oh my God, when are you going to have babies? That is not even in my mind right now. Like not at all. Can someone just enjoy the phase that they're at in their life without thinking what's next? It doesn't always have to be about what's next. It's about taking it day by day and enjoying, you know, the phase that you're in. Because if you don't, then you're never going to be content with your life. You're always going to be searching about like what's next and what's next. And when you do have something that you wish you had like a few years ago, you don't have a chance to really appreciate that and really take it in. And I think that's the beautiful part of this 
ride that we experience on this earth is just like trying to be present as present as possible take it day by day and enjoy life as it comes also i really want to enjoy my marriage without kids for a few years i don't think there's anything wrong with that of course like when kids come into your life it's a blessing and it's a beautiful thing but your life does change drastically and i feel like a teenager still sometimes i feel like a child bride and then i remind myself that i turned 26 this year and it's kind of like a normal age to get married but to each their own and everyone has their own timeline and everyone knows when it's the right thing to do in their lives and the next move to take you just truly have to enjoy every day as it comes and we were discussing about this with my husband yesterday about like truly enjoying every day even if it's miserable outside and the weather's not great you just really have to enjoy it and make the most of it even if it's cold now there's going to be a time where it's going to be really warm and you're going to wish it was cold again and you're going to miss being snuggly in bed on a sunday morning where there's no sun in the sky but you just feel good it's all about enjoying life where you are isn't that the whole meaning of life i don't know why i'm getting so deep right now but that's how i'm feeling this morning i guess for today's episode i wanted to do a q a style video they're my favorite to record i feel like i can respond to so many questions and connect with you guys so i did a little q a on my instagram and there are so many amazing questions to respond and i just feel like i'm chatting with a friend and it feels really really good i have a semi-stressful week next week hopefully i'll be able to talk about this on the next episode that i'm going to record but i am stressing out about it quite a bit and i'm having a little bit of anxiety so this is a nice little distraction if you may from everything that's happening right now and it's quality me time i don't see it as work really i just see it as hanging out with myself i always like to respond to the first question i get and the first question is how to not let past relationships affect a new relationship i have many thoughts on this question number one and i know that's very hard to truly understand is that you can't bring old shit into your new relationship if that past boyfriend betrayed you cheated on you that does not mean that your new boyfriend is going to do the same thing and going into that relationship with insecurities and not feeling good about yourself and full of trust issues is only going to cause damage in your relationship and your current partner is going to feel like what the hell i didn't do anything wrong and i'm being treated like that like why that's why i always advise my friends to heal like fully try and heal before entering a new relationship whether that is with intense therapy or journaling or taking time to reflect and really trying to heal themselves before they enter a new chapter and not bring that old shit into the new relationship that really doesn't deserve that for me personally when i entered my relationships like it was like clean slate for every single guy i fully fully trust you i fully will give you everything i have until i feel like you don't deserve that anymore or until i feel betrayed but before then i'm going in a hundred percent trusting you a hundred percent loving you a hundred percent on everything just because someone treated you horribly in the past that's on them that absolutely does not mean that your new current boyfriend is going to do any of that stuff and you bringing anything other than like pure golden nice energy into it is only going to damage it i think it truly all comes down to really working on yourself and it's not easy and it's non-ending we will forever have to work on ourselves nobody's perfect and that's kind of like the beauty of it knowing that the journey is long but it's beautiful and you're going to learn so many incredible things about yourself and you're going to become the best partner ever and at what an amazing feeling that is next question is tips on romanticizing living alone again i feel like when you live alone and you spend time by yourself is truly the time where you discover so many things about yourself and you get to know yourself the best because it's just you it's just you yourself and you really get to do whatever you want to do my favorite thing when i used to live alone would be blasting music in the morning while i made my coffee and dancing i would have like a full-on dance routine in front of the mirror drinking my coffee in my underwear and a t-shirt dancing and singing my heart out and you know what the best freaking part is is like it could be anytime you're not disturbed 
disturbing anyone. It's your house. You're living alone. And that is just incredible. And to me, that is the ultimate way to romanticize life. Also, just like having a session just like by yourself where you light all your candles and you journal and then you paint and then you drink a little wine or kombucha, whatever you like, playing your favorite frequency music, meditating on the floor, doing yoga, even doing a full-blown workout routine and you can be loud. You're not disturbing anyone. It's your house. And if you want a pink couch, you're getting a pink couch. Nobody's going to stop you from making that decision. If you want those really cool contemporary boucle chairs, you're getting those boucle chairs and no one that's like stinky is going to be sitting on them and making them dirty. Living alone, of course, maybe can be lonely sometimes, but it has amazing, amazing pros. You could design your own little space that you feel so safe in and truly express yourself creatively. Make it a place that is just magical and amazing and there's truly nothing better than that. When you're living with someone, you kind of have to compromise. Like your design skills kind of have to get like compromised, even if your style is immaculate because maybe it's not the person's like style. So truly enjoy that time being alone and being able to have a pink sofa and doing whatever you want and dancing in the morning mm. and romanticize it as much as you can. You will not regret that. Do you have any advice on breaking up and getting back together? I really don't have a lot of experience on this specific topic because I'm the type of person that's like, if we broke up, we are not getting back together. I just think it gets really toxic when you break up and then you get back together and then you break up again. Like once the mirror is broken, you can glue it back together, but the cracks are still there in my opinion. It just doesn't work out in my head. So I wouldn't pursue that personally. Of course, there's many success stories of people who've been broken up for years and then they get back together and now they're like happily married with kids. But personally, it wouldn't work out for me. I just think it can get really toxic and we do not want that in our relationships. We want very healthy relationships. Again, it's very different situation to situation, but in my experience, more than often, it turns out to be a little bit toxic. So I would avoid it personally. But of course, at the end of the day, follow your heart, do what your heart tells you and your gut and your instinct because usually it never lies. A woman's intuition is incredibly strong and more than often you'll look back and you'll be like, my gut told me not to do that and I still did it. So I would just advise you to try and follow your gut. I'm thinking of getting a tattoo on my wrist just like you do like yours. Love you. I actually do go very back and forth when it comes to tattoos. Like there's times where I really like mine and there's times where I'm like, I just want all my tattoos removed immediately. I think I am probably gonna remove all of them just because I don't know. I just get over them. I'm such a visual person. Like my aesthetic changes with years and having something permanently on me just like freaks me out. And I low-key got my tattoos all at the same time. I was just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna do it. I was really young. I must have been like 18, 19 or something. And I just like wanted to have tattoos to be edgy and cool. But it's just like, you just kind of get over them after a while. There's something cool and special about like not having any tattoos, which I feel like is the rare thing nowadays. So I really go back and forth. Even though my tattoos are very tiny, I do feel like in the long run, I'm going to end up removing all of them for no other reason other than like my aesthetic has changed and my style has changed. And I just like kind of got over them looking at them every single day. I do feel like it's more special when you do something for your like your sister or your mom, your kids or something like that. But just for aesthetic purposes, I would make them as tiny as possible. So they're really easy to remove. Of course, I've seen people with like huge tattoos and they look very cool, but you have to have like a certain style in order to be able to embrace them and for them to look really good on you. I just don't think I'm like that girl. Like for example, Emma Chamberlain's tattoos are very cool and she's definitely someone who can wear those tattoos very well, if that makes sense. She styles them very cool. They look very cool with her whole aesthetic. But if you want to get something, make sure it's something that you really like. And if you really want it for every single day for an entire year, then go get it. That, that would be my advice. But if it's something that you just 
thought of, maybe hold off and wait a year later if you still want it every single day until that year, then go get it. How to get my boyfriend to marry me? That is a very tricky question. If you have to get someone to do something like that, then you should probably not be with them. They should want to marry you no matter what. They should want that from their soul. If you have to get someone to do something, then they're probably not the right person for you. Trust me, there's going to be many guys that will love and be honored to be your husband and would do anything to have you have their last name. You shouldn't have to get anyone to do anything is my advice. Again, this depends from relationship to relationship or from my experience. How to let go of a friend that doesn't care about you anymore. I feel like we talk about breakups all the time, but friendship breakups are not spoken about as much as they should be because they hurt so much. It can be worse than a normal breakup sometimes because it's the person you share everything with like days and nights and sleepovers and night outs and secrets and it can be absolutely heartbreaking. I've had some horrible friendship breakups but honestly if you truly feel like they don't care about you anymore try and distance yourself as much as possible. Spend more time with other friends that truly care about you. Once they have given up on that friendship I guess it'll be a little bit easier for you to let go but just start prioritizing friends that truly truly deeply care about you and people you have fun with. Being around people with good energy is so important to me. I cannot be around people who just talk negatively about people or just like drag the energy of the room down with them. So start filling your days full of things you love to do and friends that you absolutely love. And especially if she doesn't care, like she'll probably not care seeing you, you know, distance yourself. I agree in being cordial with people, even if they haven't been the best to you, just always being polite and nice and just keep it moving, I guess. Next question is how to be responsible with money, but still give yourself princess treatment. I really do feel like princess treatment is more to do with a mentality rather than spending money. I was pampering myself even when I didn't have any money. Like I would buy like a cheap sheet mask and cheap nail polish. I would go to my house, light a little candle and have a little spa day by myself. I would buy like cheap cookies from literally the grocery store and have my cookies, a glass of wine maybe, paint my nails, do a face mask. And it was all like under $5, I swear. It's more about the act of doing it and you can do it by yourself, like pamper yourself by yourself, have a self-care night, take a bath, take a very long bath with your favorite bath bomb and just like watch a movie, light some candles. That is giving yourself the princess treatment. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Or using a face steamer and just giving yourself a long wash, a massage while listening to healing frequency music and drinking your favorite cup of tea and then getting into bed in fresh PJs and fresh sheets and watching your favorite show. If that is not giving yourself the princess treatment, then I do not know what is. And it doesn't need to cost any money. The best type of princess treatment is given at home by yourself. You don't need fancy schmancy massages and nails and facials, even though of course they feel amazing and it's okay to do them every once in a while, but pamper yourself at home by yourself. And then I feel like you get into that energy of treating yourself and then, you know, you're going to start doing more of it and more of it. It just starts becoming part of your identity and who you are and you're just going to be attracting more of it. How can I stop being a people pleaser? Trust me, I have struggled with this a lot. I am definitely a people pleaser. I hate saying no to people. Like I physically cannot do it. I cannot say no to people. I mean, I couldn't. I've I've worked on it a lot and it's something I've also worked in therapy a lot. The number one thing that has helped in my case is trying to set boundaries for myself and being very clear with my boundaries and when I feel like my boundaries are being walked all over, being able to be like, stop it. This isn't working for me. Goodbye. Also, another little trick that I like to use is when someone asks you something that makes you really uncomfortable that you really do not want to do, a really good response is can I come back to you in 24 hours regarding whatever 
further asking. I just need to like some time. Can I come back to you later? Because that really gives you a time to think about how you want to respond without having to immediately say yes because you feel very uncomfortable and you just like want to agree to anything they say because that has happened to me. When you like take a step back and you tell them, hey, can I come back to you tomorrow? It really gives you the time to think about how you want to respond and what you actually want. If it's a yes or a no, if you want to do something or not. And then you go into it with more of a clear head, if that makes sense. So that is definitely a tip that has absolutely helped in my case. Can you please talk about a book that has helped you? I feel like I've spoken about this a million percent, but the number one book I would recommend to anyone pretty much would be Ikor Tolle's New Earth. I swear it's like my favorite book ever. It basically helps you deconstruct the ego and how damaging the ego could be in growth and becoming a better version of yourself in every aspect of your life. It's a book I would definitely read again. I've read it like a few times and I swear I learn something different every single time I read it. So if you're looking for a really good book to read that is on self-care and self-growth, self-help, all that, definitely A New Earth by Cortoli. He's just amazing. All of his books are excellent. In the self-help department, how did you learn to find peace in a world that doesn't always feel peaceful? That is a very good question. It truly did come when I started realizing that the only person who can give me any sort of peace is myself and really diving deep and finding that peace inside of me instead of chasing it in outside stimulation, people, situations, places, clothes, or anything of the sort. Truly realizing that the only way to win in life is to find peace within yourself and knowing that nobody can truly take that away from you and that is very powerful. Whenever you put your happiness, your peace, your everything in situations or people outside of who you are, then that can take it away from you and then you're left with nothing and that can be heartbreaking. It can feel lonely and it can really shatter your world. So learning to master peace within is not only going to help in every single aspect of your life, but it's something that no one can take away from you. So no matter what happens to you, you know you're good because you're good with yourself. You've made peace with who you are and your situation and also knowing that you can make the most out of everything that happens to you in life. What are your best beauty secrets before a date? I also love this question. One of my best secrets is putting on Vaseline wherever you spray your perfume because that will make your perfume last the whole entire night and you're going to smell really yummy and delicious. Also applying a little bit of highlighter on your collarbones is also going to make you shimmer and look very glowy. Wear something that you feel incredible in. Something that's also very comfortable because I feel like people can tell when you're really uncomfortable in an outfit so something that you know works for you. I do like the rule where you either show legs or cleavage. So like you can wear a corset with a nice pair of leather pants or like a cute top with a mini skirt and nice heels. I would not wear red lipstick on a date because what if you want to make out or kiss and then you know it's a disaster with the lipstick going everywhere. So I would definitely choose like a nudie lipstick because I feel like it's also very sexy as well. I also really like a natural glam makeup for a first date or any sort of date because guys are stupid. They think you're not wearing any makeup when you're actually wearing a full face but just because you're wearing natural colors they think that you're not wearing any so i would go for something natural and glowy and shimmery also confidence truly nothing tops confidence as cliche as that sounds it is the truth walking in with incredible confidence is literally all you need on a date i swear do you have a favorite beauty and wellness product at the moment i don't know if i have a new product but i've been loving keeping a moisturizer on my bedside table lately the one i have has like a pump which i love a pump any product that has a pump has my heart. It's just so much more sanitary and it makes everything fun because it has like a little fun 
pump but the one i've been using is called malin and goads i don't know if i'm pronouncing this correctly but basically it's just nice having a moisturizer right next to your bed because like you'll be scrolling on tiktok and you're like mm, let me moisturize my hands my arms and my elbows and then you moisturize your feet and your legs and it's just easy when it's right next to you i feel like when i'm in the bathroom i'm always in a rush or something so i'm always you know skipping that part or i'm just like moisturizing my chest and that's it it's something so silly but it has changed the game having it right next to me in bed and i just find myself moisturizing my body a lot more so i'm definitely going to keep doing that it's just something that i've been doing lately so i thought i would share maybe it'll help with someone 2023 is the year of moisturizing we're staying glowy and lotioned 24 7 okay i feel like i've answered enough questions but there's so many that i need to get through because they're incredible so i'm definitely going to do a part two on this let me know if you like this style of videos more than just talking about one topic or if you don't like them and i can switch back to a different style of video i just thought i'd try something for a little while i'm excited to have a day of nothing i'm definitely gonna go eat chinese food for lunch because it's my favorite food and it's a tradition i eat it every single sunday and i crave it every single sunday because it's so bomb and then i'm probably gonna watch 90 day fiance because i'm also addicted to that show the whole franchise a big fan and go to bed really early because i have a huge day tomorrow but i'm gonna edit this right now and upload it for tomorrow i hope you guys are having an amazing day whenever wherever you're listening to this podcast i can't wait to speak to you again all next week and i love you